Electrician's Monday Club brought to you by MyEnergy.com. Hello, it's Sam, your favourite host from the Monday Club. I just wanted to let you know about MyEnergy.com. They are UK manufacturers of eco-smart home tech, including the world-leading EV car charger, the Zappi, and the awesome power diverter, the Eddy. Now, it's time for Monday Club. You can do the uh, Welcome to Monday Club today, if you want. Okay. Welcome to Monday Club, everybody. Nice to have you. <laughs> nah, I'm terrible. Someone else could do the intro. I'll guide the conversation, but my intros are lame. If I, what we do, we get, we get Sam to do it, because every time he does it, he forgets the guest's last name, and it, it's hilarious. All right, see. If we got Nick Sorry. Bundy, for fuck's sake. How do you forget Nick Bundy? He went, Nick Bundy. <laughs> do you know what I was thinking Nick about Bundy saying? Nick YouTube. <laughs> What YouTube. Are you, what you, Nick Bundy YouTube. That's not even the name of his fucking channel. By the way, what I didn't realise what he'd done at the time, which I realised when I listened back, is he does this little thing like he's like a 12-year-old schoolboy. He went, yeah, Nick Bundy. Thinks he's up, he's not. <laughs> I've got to tell can I, you. Can we just address something right now? No, hold on, hold on. Before we get into this, I have got the ultimate fucking, like the ultimate revenge fucking prank I've done today, as, as we know him now. Someone thought it'd be really funny to play a joke on me based on my story from last Friday and start spreading rumours as to why I've been fucking suspended. <laughs> story to this is amazing. We're talking about the Apprentice one-to-one, weren't we? The best pranks we've done on Apprentices, the best jokes we've played. This is by far the fucking, the absolute fucking best. But fill people in. Fill people in about I, the story. I've got to you've been suspended? Yeah, well, this is all part of it, isn't it? I'll, t- I'll tell you the story of what happened and then... What they said, and then how I got them back. <laughs> but let's do the intros. Sam? Let's just address this one quick thing. How handsome am I looking today? You're Fresh not. to death. No. no. I'll be honest, you look like you've done a bit of timber. I must admit. What? Having watched the episode earlier, I'll say you look like a peeled onion. <laughs> a what? <laughs> a peeled what? onion. <laughs> Yes, peeled onion in the house. Right, okay, we ready? Yeah, go. Hello and welcome. It's the Electrician's Guide to Everything, Monday Club. In the house today, we've got Neil Longhead Bridgman, um, Mark Forehead Allison, <laughs> Kubla Khan, Stuart Cato, and the man they called the gatecrasher, Spencer Henry. Welcome. Hello, good evening. Come on, that was a decent intro. That was not you bad. Did. I see you looking yeah. to one side to get check the second names. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too busy looking at myself than trying to do an intro, to be honest with you. I feel oh, like, please. you know, once, once you've done the intro, it's got to lead somewhere. It's like, in, intro done, that's it, conversation over. We, we're not <laughs> going nowhere with that. Um, well, can't help it. We've got some topics tonight. And we've we? got some stories, which I've just... Well, we've got, we've got a Twitter topic, which, which I started a poll on yesterday, which we'll go into a little bit. Last time I checked, it was split 60-40, which is actually slightly worrying to me. Why? <laughs> yes, I know where you're going with this now. Yeah, is it? yeah, yeah, yeah. But Hold it's on. interesting. You only got to look at what we... We'll go, go into this in a minute, but you only got to look about how it went off in, in our little internal WhatsApp group. But it's not really clear cut, is it? Yeah, but it should be 100% yes. No, it's nonsense. No, it's not. It's not. So, hey, Stuart, Stuart and um, Spencer, have you got any idea what we are talking about? Not a about? clue what's going on here at the moment, mate. <laughs> right, okay, so I started a Twitter poll. I could have worded it slightly better, to be fair, but I thought I'd worm out the idiots to start with. 
So, metal metal clad back box with a fixed lug. Do you stick a CPC to the back box? Is the way I worded it, but obviously what I'm really talking about is do we fly lead galvanized back boxes recessed into the wall with a fixed lug? With a fixed lug? No. You, you, what you don't do it? And your letters back. Uh, well, oh no, we're not. We're, we're not talking about regulations here. Do you do it or not? Well, last time I installed one was many moons ago. But your back box has got a fixed lug. If it's yeah. if it's part of the mechanical installation, so you've got nothing. Um, nothing else in between. No. Okay. I think, I think guidance note eight, isn't it, that you don't have to do it. It is. Um, but some some accessories only have the earth eyelet on one side of them, as well as certain light switches or they used to i think they probably don't anymore but you would only find the earth dialect on one side so you have to make sure that aligned with the fixed lug side but still I, i've always run a fly lead back to a, a back box so the oh, quiet... that's how i was taught so that's how i always do it mark have you been space done again <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna move this on Stuart, where do you sit with that do you do you stick a fly lead to the to the gav back box we always stick fly leads in yeah. um I think just because we've had some sockets actually in the past, some cheap sockets, and they come with white plastic screws because they wanted yeah. white white finishes. Um, Ooh, and also, if you're putting in brass screws, you've got reaction of dissimilar metals. You know, yeah. you could have all sorts of problems there. So, for the sake of thirty seconds, put the lead in. Yeah, Sam. Uh, well, just do do what I, you're told. You pretty much said that, Dean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you go onto a site, you just do what they tell you to do. Yes. Neil. I would always stick a fly lead in. I think it shows best, best practice, but the more I think about it... I'll tell you it, what. I'll tell you what. Uh, about I'm going to call you out on that. that. I'm going to call you out on that. See that one behind you right now? Show me what's in that one behind you right now. Well, this one That's, here? Yeah. Surface. No, because I'm, I'm not going to do safe isolation. Yeah. <laughs> Bottled. <laughs> There's Listen, no way you've done it. No way. This, I, think I, I think I probably have. This came about because um, Peter Carter... PC products. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, Beadmaster and all that. That's it, Beadmaster. Everyone know about the Beadmaster? Yep. yep. Yeah, yep. so you screw it into a box, you skim over the top, but there's no earth to the back box then, is there? And you've got potential live behind that in Wagos or whatever. So he's recommended if you're using his products, you have to earth the back box. But a lot of people don't. So I thought when I'd done this, I was pretty confident that everyone, although you guiders notes say you don't have to and I'm sure there's regulations about it somewhere that I'm not going to get into um, I thought most people just would because why wouldn't you, it don't make sense you just, it's there isn't it why, why would you not do it Actually, yeah, I think it's that... liven up that circuits without any accessories on no, that again, sorry. why do you need to liven up an accessory with no, no why do you need well, to liven up a circuit with no accessory on you, you could be plastering one bedroom and you've got the whole upstairs ring off but you don't need to if you can you can use them PC Beadmaster products. So do these do these uh, beads have the correct IP rating to form a, a protective barrier to live terminals? IP fifty four. Yes, but obviously the screws Ooh. are going into the How box. Did you know that? Watched his video today. Yeah, I've, oh, I've got I've actually got a box. I think in me, I'm, I'll go and have a look in a little while. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's the screws. Obviously, the screws are going into the back box, mm -hmm. and then you're potentially skimming wet over the top of them, and then. There's no earth to that. So it was a conversation, but I didn't think it'd be that much of a bigger deal, but apparently a lot of people just don't bother. 
Hmm. I don't think I would. If I had to think about it, what's it, like? What is the chance of shock doing that? Well, the conversation is, you know, if you take the socket front off live, then the back box hasn't got an earth. But then you shouldn't be taking it off live in the first place. And you guys round it round in circles. I just think, right. for the sake of it, it's a bit, a bit, it's a bit of one five single, isn't it? Cut a load up, stick them in your box. A drum, a drum of hundred meters one five single will cost, I don't know, twenty quid. And just just have them ready to go. Well, like tenner, I think. I think it's safe yeah. to agree, though. I mean, it, it's not it's not necessarily required, but certainly it's a best practice thing. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely right. It's, it's not necessarily required, but why wouldn't you? Because it's not necessarily required. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think, there's a lot. I think the of problem the, is people are lazy, and if there's a regulation that says they don't have to do it, they don't do it. Yeah, it's the same as what we say with bathroom lights, isn't it? You can stick a pendant in a bathroom as long as it's outside the zones. Would you? Would you do that? No. I don't think a pendant's suitable for the environment. You'd normally, I was always told you'd have to have a, a bayonet outside, fitting with a skirt. On outside it. of the zones, though, isn't it? So yeah, I know, but it's about uh, suitability for the environment as well. And do you, do you know the bayonet caps with a skirt, which does that sort of 45 degree out? Which keeps the water and the condensation away from the live terminals. I don't. I, that's got to be like quite old school. It probably is. People ain't sticking them in now, are they? No, but, but you, know, you used to have the bayonet cap. You used to have a, it used to be called a skirt because it's mm -hmm. shaped like a skirt to take the condensation away from the light bulb. Um, obviously, pendants don't have that, so I would argue that regardless of the IP, regardless of the zone, they're not suitable for that environment because they're not designed to be installed in that environment. That's fair. That's fair. But I've anyway. just realised. Um, Mark doesn't have the longest head, longest forehead in the room today, Spencer. That's my input to that conversation. God, God, God forbid we ever try and talk sense on this show. God forbid. <laughs> but I started thinking about this earlier. What's the difference then, okay, to why don't we earth a beezer box lid on surface on, on subsurface conduit? We don't earth um, consume units that are flush mounted. They're front plates. These are all things we do not earth separately to the main body, but we get this fascination over a socket or a switch. And I only started going down this road because it's, it's there, isn't it? Everything's there. You only need to stick years, years ago, remember, people were doing ridiculous things like earthing metal window frames. Mm, 16th edition specials. Yeah. 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 So yeah. RCDs get rid of that cable crazy, quick. Crazy, yeah. Mm. yeah, you'd have it on like every, every pipe to a radiator, wouldn't you? Every tap and the sink and yeah. the bath basin. <laughs> <laughs> little curly um, tails everywhere yeah but you're not allowed to, to do that apparently I curly tails why people always wanted to put these little curly tails on what exactly did they perform as a function I think it was it looked <laughs> nice I was taught like that I was taught to get a screwdriver and get the earth and wrap it around the, the Pigtails, screwdriver yeah, and take it off and there's your cross bonding yeah. no, I was taught to do it as an apprentice I was taught to do it as well hmm. I'm pretty confident <laughs> they say don't do pigtails now, aren't they? Don't do pigtails. Stay away from them. Do them straight. There's something somewhere that says about pigtails. I don't know where. Like I think it's just... Hmm. I just think all this is just over-the-top nonsense, isn't it? It's over-the-top. Why? Why Why do you need to do all that? Listen, what is the chance of What are you talking about, though? Do you need to do what? Because you've just gone onto a spiral of... What are you saying? Well, the pigtails for one, then earth in the back box, what like that back box, why would you do that? It's so it's so over the top. What is a risk? What what is the risk? It's so negligible that it's not even worth discussing in my opinion. That's the end of the conversation. <laughs>
I think it's, it's sort of the logic is there. What you're saying it is uh, there is no. It's not exposed for a start. It is conductive. It could become live under fault conditions, but it's not exposed, so it doesn't meet the threshold to require. So I'm just going to stick your finger through the plasterboard and then touch it if it might be live, is it? If anyone was going to, I feel like it'd be you. I have a thing. If there's a, t- <laughs> if there, yes. if there's a terminal for an earth cable, I like to put an earth to it. Just, uh, just annoys Show me. Show us the one on your wall right now. I can't. I ain't got a safe isolation kit in the garage. Don't need to safe isolate it just to pull it off and show us, do you? I'm going to get screwdriver. It's a long thing, isn't it? Yeah, but then you could go into a whole realm of... That's Gav Conduit, isn't it? You could say, you know, I, I, I earthed the, the conduit system's earthed, ah, so I don't need a CPC. That's the point, actually. A 100% is earthed because that is where the conduit's getting its earth from. Because it's only a conduit drop. It's not continuous. Back to oh, the there you board. go, then. Bing, bang, bong. Job done. Moving on. Stories this week. I've got Hang on, one thing I want to go on what you said there. Who, and what, what Stuart said... Yes. Who in this room, in all their years, and we've got a lot of years of experience here, has ever noticed an issue with dissimilar metals? Ever. Oh, fuck's sake. There's always one, It's the there? job, though, isn't it? It's the job that he does. <laughs> <laughs> Clerk of works. Go on, then. Tell us the story of your dissimilar metals, because I've never seen anything. You see it predominantly in really old installations. You know, cathodic, galvanic tables. You, you can always get this, this, this idea of corrosion. So it's why they do sacrificial anodes on, on yachts and things like that. Same principle <coughs> just happens faster in that, that situation. So you've got an old, how many times you come across an old MEM board or something like that? Um, really, really old one. And you, you take off the, the bush and, or a gland or something like that. And you can see around the edge, you can see the corrosion starting to happen. Mm, I suppose you might be right, actually. It, it's really slow. It's really slow. It's not, it, it's not really evident straight away. But over many, many years, yeah. And then what happens? The evidence of that, that sort of thing happening. But then what happens? Well, it corrodes. It's rusty. <laughs> yeah. Then we change yeah, the ball. In the worst case scenario, your glands and things become loose. And if you're relying upon that for your earthing, mm. then obviously you can't rely upon, upon your earth connection. You might see... Only they'd fit in a fly lead. Only they'd fit in a fly lead to that damn gland. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, Stuart... Tell us about your week last week. What's been going on in the uh, world? Of course, we had quite quite nice week last week. Um, we're finishing off a, a, a nice build, uh, just putting up lights and TVs and stuff. So it's it's quite easy, really. Although they're little fiddly lights with about sixty metal little roses on them, a pain in the ass. But we got Stuart. them up, and yes, mate. What? Like, I don't know anything about you. I've seen Cato come up a few times on LinkedIn. God, God forbid you was telling a story there, Stuart. Uh, you know, <laughs> Sam's not in the team with that. We'll just uh, interrupt yeah, But I don't know who the geezer is. I'm asking honest, who he mate, is. I've, you introduced I've him. I've watched enough of these to... I've watched enough of these to... find out a little bit about Sam Mr. Cato. I don't really know who he is. Mr. Cato, please, drop some knowledge. Well, what do you want to know? Do you want to know from the start? Yeah, go on. Well, my mum and dad got together. And <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I was a, I learned to be a sparky in the army. Uh, did about six years in the army, going all over the world, and then left and set up my own business, and uh, sort of joined the the bandwagon of, of PV and EV and smart homes and and all the sort of upcoming technologies and yeah, and we go now from you're there really. It. Yeah. Like How has the EV world in um, progressed over the last sort of since you've been out of the army? 
in the UK? Have you seen like an upward surge? Yeah, to, to be honest, we've what PV or EV? Sorry, PV. Apologies. PV. <clears throat> yeah, so we got on PV about ten years ago, and sort of uh, yeah enjoyed the good times of the feeding tariff, and we've seen the ups and downs, but you know because it's it was just a sideline we we didn't rely on it and you know we we took jobs when we could and but it's it's coming back again um i don't don't really know what's yeah don't know what's going to happen they they're trying to bring in the seg but we'll what's see what's the seg <laughs> don't you know sam no don't be silly <laughs> no really, so the don't confuse you with an electrician is like the uh, like the resident plumber. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> I'm gonna push back a bit here for Sam. How many of you other five fuckers know what SEG means? Yeah, but how many admitted it? <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Okay, so the the SEG was something they tried to bring in to replace the feeding tariff, and it's it's where they'll pay you to export electricity. Um, is that prosumer? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Buzzword. <laughs> so my understanding yeah. is, forgive me if I'm wrong, Octopus are the only current energy provider providing that SEG at the moment. Is that correct? No, all <laughs> all companies over, I think it's about twenty five thousand customers have to provide an SEG, but they can set their levels, so they could turn around and say, "Well, we'll pay you zero point zero one p per unit." Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So I'll reword it. Are Octopus the only one offering anything half? decent out there it's worth going on to no i think there's there's three or four that are offering around 4p 5p something like that right okay um yeah oh i used to i used to know this guy at the gym i used to work at and he was selling solar panels back when the feeding tariff was a thing and he was making so much money selling solar panels off the back of the feeding tariff because essentially they paid for themselves within about i don't know seven or eight years didn't they from yep. the feed-in tariff and it was a ma massive, massive market. And um, then all of a sudden, they slashed it in half, and then they slashed it in half again, and then it wasn't worth it, and then the bottom fell out. Is that, is that the same story as you? Uh, sort of, yeah. We, we did a lot of work when the, the tariff was good. Um, and actually, we picked up a lot of work <clears> after <throat> the tariff change because there were so many people just throwing in systems that weren't fit for purpose. And I think we spent the, the year after the tariff change just putting systems right. Um, yeah. 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 yeah I bet that was a thing because it. Overnight uh, PV installers come out of the woodwork. Yeah. Yeah. He was making so much money just selling. He was only selling the panels and then he was, he had someone lined up to fit them, but <clears> the rate he was selling them at and the sort of numbers he was talking, they must've been slinging them in. Let's not forget. Oh, they... Let's not forget two, two things. Firstly, you worked in a gym. That's a fucking lie. <laughs> and secondly, let's go back to the My Energy um, episode <laughs> when Jordan quite, quite said, you know, it's pretty much like Wolf of the Wall Street. Wolf of it was. It was. Wolf it was crazy. At one point when everyone's just like, yeah. money, money, money. Everyone's just going absolutely yeah. crazy for it, you know. It was absolutely Yes, I did work in a gym. I don't believe you. <laughs> Bollocks. Muscle effects. Might have had a boyfriend called Jim. That's about as far as it went. <laughs> Uh, muscle effects. <laughs> muscle effects Come on. <laughs> Sorry, Stuart, so, so do you find, yet again. I would say probably um, more people sort of picking up this uh, PV um, thing now through sort of wanting to be more greener. What's their sort of driver at the moment? Yeah, I think 
greener, uh, wanted to reduce energy costs. Um, you know, these things only ever go up. And mm. so, yeah, a, a lot of our customers are people who are doing new builds or refurbs and stuff. And they, you know, they're, they're using them to supplement things like heat pump installs and, you know, bits and pieces like that so they can bring down their energy costs. I've got a brilliant story for you. Sorry, heat pumps. I got told a story today where the council I work for installed loads of heat pumps, heat source pumps into people's gardens, spent a load of money on it. And after about a month, they was making a buzzing noise, so they just disconnected them all, just sitting in people's, in the people's gardens. What a <laughs> really? monumental waste of money. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. Yeah. Well, I should, um, I should bring everyone else in the loop yet. So when I was going down my PV rabbit hole, Stuart was my go-to WhatsApp buddy. <laughs> And I must have drove him <laughs> fucking bananas on this Lucas. <laughs> Am I lying, Stuart, that the very first system I started off, I went to about seven others and ended up back at the first. <laughs> yeah, we just went round and round and round. It's such Could a rabbit hole. Could have just saved myself hole. so much effort and just given you the first one. I know. It was such a rabbit hole, though. It's just you go down it and I was I think I was getting I was getting far too hooked up in in I was getting far too hooked up in this um the ability to to island myself, which is uh, this section eight of the new amendment two that I talk about is islanding, which is an old term, isn't it? It's, a, it's an existing term that they've brought yeah. into BS 7671, which basically makes your house as an island. And if you imagine you're completely cut off from DNO, basically off grid. Is that fair to say? You're off grid, but you're still connected to the grid and it could come back on at any time. That's the yes. difference between islanding and off grid, I suppose. Yeah, you can, you are, you've got yeah. a physical connection that can be restored at any time. And I was getting so hooked up in making sure that if I lost the grid, which what, two minutes a year, three minutes a year, that I was I was so focused on designing a system that worked like that that I was just losing the plot with it, and it's been just been a bit stupid in the end. But but what <laughs> like you asked the question to Stuart earlier on about um, what do you think people's drive drive driving force behind installing solar PV and renewables and stuff like that that sort of whole bandwagon? What is your drive behind it? Uh, I would say 20% green and 80% of trying to lower my uh, lower my bills to make it easier when I retire. Is I'm earning money now, say... investing this stuff now. So in 15 years, I'm um, I'm a little bit better off when I want to retire. Oh, you can lie to me like that. Is it is it fair to say that you've got yourself into a position now where you've actually? You know, you've got the money sitting there. You might as well invest it into something, and this is this is it because it takes. You know, not 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 everyone's going to be able to afford to do this sort of stuff. You need to have the money there in the first place to even be for this to even be a thought in your mind. You need to have a, a bucket of change to go. Actually, this is. You know, do I buy a second home, or do I do this, or do I just do both? In this case, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and buy a Tesla while I'm there. <laughs> yeah, I've been buying a Tesla yeah, no, a company you... car. <laughs> I'm not so sure about the green bit, though. Nonsense. No, no, I think, I think it's important to... If I can... Listen, the awesomeness, if that's even a word, of using power, just thinking that's coming from the sun, is something else. It's really weird. And I don't think... When I was in Portugal, and I'm completely off-grid in Portugal, to just realise I can do whatever I want and it's not affecting anything. 
there's nothing no nothing dirty coming from what I'm doing apart from this so, the, the, mate I, I just had the most inappropriate joke <laughs> that I'm going to tell you all off air <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we've got a new slogan for PV maybe mate you know when, when you shit gold you can go green <laughs> <laughs> the surprising thing is Stuart, I think it's fair to say it's not it's probably not as expensive as people probably imagine if you no. right, if we if we go let's have a little round robin here and Stuart can decide if people are in the right ballpark. I'll stay out of it. Um, if we say an average detached three-bedroom house, just a normal run-the-mill three-bedroom house, think cancel size, cancel house size, three-bedroom house, two up, two down. Like um, <clears throat> how much it would take to fill off, fill um, one of them with PV only? No battery storage, just a PV system, fully installed, ready to start. Go on, Sam. Mm, eight grand. Mark? I was going to say eight grand. Sam's such an <laughs> ass. I'm going to go a bit lower. I'll say six. This is like Price is Right, isn't it? Spencer? <laughs> oh, no idea. So I'm going to go for something different and say four. I've got to go higher than I go about Could 15 and I'll go about 15 grand. All right. So, Stuart, what do, you, what do you reckon? There's a rough ballpark, middle of the country, not north or north, not south. Roughly one Birmingham it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well... It's a bit more if I'm going to travel to Birmingham. But, um... Not for you, I'm not talking about you, but from your experience working with other PV installers and talking to PV installers, roughly? It's, it's about uh, £1,200 to £1,500 a kilowatt, and you can get around three and a half to four kilowatts on an average roof. So you're, you're looking about about six grand, something like that. Who said six? Spencer, I think you won that, didn't you? No. Mark, no. Mark, oh, Mark, you said six, did you? Bang on. Double fingers himself. Yeah. Do that again, Mark. Do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's got Jeremy Beadle hands. <laughs> He's got dumpy fingers. No, dumpy screwdriver. He's got dumpy fingers. I was oh, fucking no. dick dastardly goatee over there with his little tash going on. <laughs> did anyone see oh, my Instagram, Instagram post before we came on? Nah. I've started a new hashtag that Sam's a bully. Uh, Good. I think I, I think Nick Bundy's currently pushing it everywhere right now. <laughs> it's Mark. Oh, can you see? You fucker. Jeremy Beadle. Because <laughs> he's... Oh, oh. Has that ever been mentioned before, Mark? It'll be big. It hasn't, it hasn't actually. They are abnormally yeah. small. <laughs> yeah, that's not. Oh shame, Jeremy Beadle hands you. Know. <laughs> no, but let's go back to being normal for a second. So that uh-huh. was that was normal. Yeah. This is so, this is abnormal for us. This is this normal yeah. conversation. It's weird stuff. Six grand for an average sort of roughly run the mill house is uh, only one person went less than that of all us. So I suppose that tells you what people put the value of it as. It's quite interesting. Mm. Yeah, everyone kind of guessed it. Well, you went eight. <laughs> Well, it weren't far off. Two grand ain't a big deal, is it? Not to you, anyway. 33%. Is any oh, of this new new government funding uh, in response to this COVID stuff available for that? Ooh, wait, what? <clears throat> there's like new... There's government grants, isn't there? There is government what? grants, but I don't think... Have they actually clarified if solar is going to be part of that? It was a grey uh, area, they... wasn't it? I know the heating side of it, they said that was. But yeah, so they said solar thermal will, um, but solar PV isn't at present included in it and i know there's a a couple of petitions out there at the moment to try and get it included what's the um, difference between that and solar pit thermal what's the solar thermal so, solar thermal 
produces the hot water so that gets ah, connected directly to your tank big in spain portugal that sort of things yeah yeah these are the tubes that go on the roof and they pass this water through to heat them up and then it goes back into That's the right. tank. Yeah. I've literally got some of them down. I was having this conversation today. I've got some on flat stand, like down from my road. How point, I mean, Essex, what is the point? <laughs> it's never going to get warm enough. It literally has to be a 30-story tower block to get close enough to the sun for it to be worth it. You know what? The, the heat that comes off those things, though, mate, even in, you know, even in a just an average day, um, yeah, produce a lot. I've got them on my place, and I say we we probably turn our our heat pump off for six months of the year because of the, the the solar thermal will produce um, all the hot water we need. Is that the first we need to go to there, or would you go solar panels first? Well, I've because got they've more, got no so solar yeah. panels on this on this new build. It's basically got a show showroom in his house. Just like, this is what we yeah, need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, that's yeah. Why yeah. not? Well, yeah. Why not? You've got to do something with them stolen materials, yeah. <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> I've, I've not paid for any of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it, it depends on space and what you're trying to achieve. Obviously, you know, if you're, you're producing electricity, that's great. But if you can produce it with hot water, if you've only got a small roof, you can put a couple of, of the tubes on. Yeah. Um, you know, you can cover all your, your hot water needs and, and shut your boiler off for six months a year. Yeah, that's interesting. Fair. Like everyone goes, oh, listen, it's not there yet. That sort of technology is not there yet. But the more I delve into it and the more I hear about it, it is there, isn't it? Really? I mean, what are your bills yeah. a year now, in Stuart? My my running cost of the house uh, for all heating, hot water, and electricity is under ninety quid a year. <laughs> <laughs> Are you in profit? So 90 quid a year. 90 quid a month. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> are, you in, are, you, are you profiteering yet? Are you in the profit bracket? Or are you still paying? No, I'm in the profit. Okay. And how long did that take you? is just more than that on its own. Yeah. yeah. So our, our payback was probably about five to six years um, when you take into account the, the feeding tariff and the RHI for the heat pump and the solar thermal. But... What's yeah. RHI mean? Renewable heat incentive. So it's a bit like trading. Stuart, Sam gets very frustrated if he doesn't know immediately what something means. <laughs> and that, that, that means that we have to operate on a very low level uh, for oh, Sam to enough. know immediately. Well, did you know what, what that meant? Yeah, well, of course. It's a very Rick, did you know what that meant? <laughs> yeah, of course. You, de you definitely didn't. Of course. Rick's nostrils flare like Kubla Khan when... When he don't know something, Do you know, no one knows who the fuck Kubla Khan is. If I, everyone just thinks you're saying Cobra Kai because that's what's on Netflix at the moment, and everyone, <laughs> everyone's like, "What are you talking about? I don't know nothing like the Karate Kid." Okay, what we'll I, do? We'll, well, clarity. We'll maybe get Kubla Khan on the um, on the thumbnail for this episode. So just so the members, <laughs> everyone does know who he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, let's let's have it right. So, uh, so if you so if you had a flip through uh, the proposed uh, part eight, Stuart. Uh, I I haven't looked at it directly, but I have watched the the E five webinars. Mm. Um, that is a lot to digest. <laughs> did you not find like I did? Um, and I've got to watch it again and go through back. And that I found a lot of this stuff is already covered under manufacturers. Already sort of pretty much expected in the industry. A lot of this stuff, isn't it? I mean, you're not, you're not going to be installing um, any sort of battery storage systems without an earther, are you? Already without without doing that. The, the trouble I find is that, that they come under different categories. So you could have a power wall just on its own and that'd be classed as a, a standby system. 
or you, if you've got Powerwall with PV, then that falls into the, the remit of uh, prosumer and has to fall into a different category of, of installation. And you think about this all... when you sat on the uh, JPL 64, Spencer? Yeah, Spencer. involved in part eight. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Spencer's fault. Yeah, listen, this Amendment 2 nonsense, how much of it's your fault? All of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mr. JPL 64, yeah? <laughs> I'm not Mr. J. Bell 64. Um, this is. I might, I might sit on on a committee, but no. Um, but I mean, a lot of this stuff doesn't come from from J. Bell 64 directly. <laughs> comes from Sen and Senelec in Europe. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, you were saying this. We were talking this offline. I mean, yeah. this, is, this is something that they see a lot of people getting confused with. I mean, there's certain re regulations that yeah we we make here in the UK. And they're all denoted by, in the regulations, all the numbers of 200, mm -hmm. the 200 number at the end. That, those are all done in the UK. Everything else pretty much comes from Europe. But now we're out of Europe, do we have to follow them? That's a good question. What's the future? Is, is. Is, is there been uh, discussions about how this will progress moving forward? Or if you may not be able to talk about it, but I'm just interested. As far as I'm aware, um, Sen and Senlec isn't part of... Um, isn't part of as such the European Union as a you know as a political thing. It, it's a, it's a, it's something as the UK we opted into a long time ago, and as far as I'm aware, then I believe that the the, the, um, the status quo will be maintained. We'll continue to be involved in those in those talks in the HDs and the IEC documents. I might become the Nigel Farage of, of, of the electrical industry and campaign to get us out of it. I set our own electrical rules. <laughs> Still uh, carping on to them union days, isn't he? <laughs> he is, he's hanging, hanging on desperately. I just remember that poster with a cat. Hang in there, baby. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you're not one to talk about cats, bro. We do have quite a lot of alone. And if there's something in there that you, you don't like, we've got the draft out for now. I think I think we need to bring this back around to the sensibleness of EGTE and um, go on the weekly toolbox dive run dash oh, malarkey. I think I've given Stuart, do you know the rules of this? Yeah, I've watched enough of these, mate. Okay, I feel sorry for you, mate. You must be mad. We don't do it for anyone to watch. If people watch, you're going to have to do better, boys. Um, okay, so that's, you know, the rules. Stand behind. Gone. Well, I'm going to stay behind because I'm lazy today. Out of six of us, I'm short. I'm tired from the last one. It's <laughs> <laughs> still out of breath from it. Okay. Um, three, two, one. Go. Finish, Ricky. I'm, I'm going to stay with you. I was, it's a bit See, tricky smart, to get the van. <laughs> yeah, well, you've got to get something, mate. It's the wall, so you better find something. Oh, yeah. Pretty quick. <laughs> I got it out earlier, mate. I was prepared. God, what at? Jesus Christ, was I not here for that? God, I've missed that, mate. I missed that. I'm, I'm a big guy. Perhaps off air we can uh, have a little, <laughs> little re-evaluation, mate. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's have a conversation. What do you want to talk about? Where has well, your week been, mate? My week, well, obviously I've got a brilliant story. Um, obviously I'll preempt this story. I got suspended from work last week for a day um, because HR sent a... I emailed to my manager saying we haven't got the the documentation uh, that we need to prove that Ricky's eligible to work in the UK. So I said, like, okay, what does he need? 
So he needs a birth certificate. I'm working with him for 10 months. So he, need, he needs a birth certificate and he needs, uh, in my case, I need to change a name, D, because I changed my name when I was 18 um, from my dad's name, who I never knew. So I'd done that. And something could be my national insurance number one. That can't be something from the company I work for at the moment and I'm self-employed before that. So it's all a bit of a nightmare. I've got everything I needed. Didn't have a birth certificate. Couldn't find it anywhere. So the, the company had to send off for my birth certificate and I got express delivery. Um, it didn't come the next day. It came on the Saturday. So this was the Thursday. So I was like, officially, we've got a, we're going to have to suspend you for the day because we don't, <laughs> we don't know if you're eligible, <laughs> if you don't know if you're eligible to work. Apparently it's like a ten thousand pound fine if they get audited and they haven't got their correct paperwork. <laughs> so yeah, so I got a day's holiday. I think in 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 truth, but yeah, it was obviously a. Um, I got suspended without pay officially, and as I said off air, some of the boys thought it'd be really funny to start a little. A little, little bit of banter, you know, a little bit of a story. I'll go into that because I'm, I was like that today, right? <laughs> Fucking right. Um, so we do this round robin and I tell the story. Who wants to start tonight? Oh, Spencer ain't back. Sorry. Spencer ain't back. Tell the story, man. Well, Spencer can't do it then, can he? So, no, he's back now. Why is he in his dressing gown? He looks like, <laughs> you know who he looks like? He looks like that, that geezer from Crystal Maze. <laughs> <laughs> He does look like the geezer from Crystal Maze. What was his name? What's his name? Richard, Richard O'Brien. Richard O'Brien. That's who he looks like. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Crystal Maze. After fans, please. Did you ever see anyone win? Did anyone ever win on the Crystal Maze? I'd ever, yeah. ever see it. Who, who remembers, uh, what was that thing with the, you had to be blind and the geezer, your mates used to have to get you through an obstacle course that was all virtual? Yes. Was it Nightmare? Yeah. Yes, it was. Oh, it was yeah, that was brilliant. Great guy. Oh, but it gets used to sit there stroking his beard. Nightmare. Dude. That's what, <laughs> you know I just, what? Everyone just said that five times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, Spencer's I'm... been moonlighting. Uh, <laughs> this is all you do. All, all, this is all you bring to the table now. You need to reevaluate your life. All, all you've done so far tonight is show what people look like. Yeah, it's quite funny, though. Good. I'm saying good from the toolbox, Dash. Oh, that's sweet. Well, I've got my tool here. Right, hold on. We're going to start with Spencer because that's on the right-hand side. So, yeah, Spencer, what you got? Well, I had to top a set of la- uh, my last one, which was a set of keys, I believe. Which won't be difficult. It was a set of keys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought so it was a great call to set of keys. My, my box full of lock-off devices of various sorts, kinds, and Oh, I'm so safe. I'm so safe. If, uh, oh. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't got a decent number of lock-off kits here... Uh, the safest electrician in the world. Can I just these say circuits something? can you work on at a time? <laughs> well, if, uh, when I was doing a lot of testing... Um, yeah, that's fair. Like a large form four panel or something, you need a lot. Yeah. How about this, right? I've got a little, little uh, safe isolation story today, right? <clears throat> so we've been asked to take the lead on some... Um, some meter changing works that are happening similar to what Mark's, the problem Mark's got there, the, the NetRail trying to um, get a thing cloud-based and they've uh, engaged a company that's nationwide to do it all. And at these, there's a couple of stations they want us to take the lead on to make sure it's in line with the best practices for the, for the station, blah, blah, blah. And part of that role is carrying out safe isolation. And they want to change 14 meters, mixture of single phase and free phase in four hours. And I said to them, well, for us to do a safe isolation issue, a permit's going to be 15 minutes. Times that by four, that's three and a half, 14, that's three and a half hours. How the hell are you going to do 14 metres in half an hour? I just met with silence today. 
Someone else is getting that contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone no, that says, like, we, we can do that. No worries. No worries. Someone's priced that going, yeah, we'll just get in there, disconnect, chuck them in, job's good. Yeah, and how many times have you heard that story in your life? Yeah, 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 yeah. No worries, mate. No worries. We'll get 14 blokes, all improvers. Uh, <laughs> Don't use qualified. We lose too much money on the job. Mark, what you got this week? I've got uh, Bosch Vansar. I thought it was a shoe. <laughs> Mark, this is really, really embarrassing, mate. <laughs> no! <laughs> First snap. Wow. First snap. Yeah. What's the Bring shot? It's not, a, it's not even like a decent, it's not even a relevant tool to our industry. They're both bullshit. Of course it is. You cut your content oh, mate, down it, with this. It, you cut your fingers down it, with that, more like. <laughs> you would. You would. <laughs> Go on then, Mark. Mark and Mark's Stuart, fingers you used to be this. really long. Why, why, why is a sparky? Would I have a bandsaw? I, I use it for it's... containment, cutting down tube and yeah. tray. You can cut all sorts with it. No, yeah, chop saw. Shum, shum. Yeah, no, they're brilliant. Like you can cut stud. You can cut. Um, you need a lot. They are no, the business. Stud cutter for the stud. Yeah. Stud cutter. I don't, actually, I don't think you probably beat a stud cutter for for stud. But the fact that it only does one job. Means it's not going to be appearing a lot. And of it's four hundred and sixty quid for a naked mm. one. Oh yeah, but that doesn't mean nothing to nil, does it? <laughs> no bags of money over here. If you've got, so it's not about having bags of money. It's about making the business case for it. Isn't it? If you've got a load of studs to do, you're buying a stud cutter. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Oh, a bandsaw. So show, hang on. So I'll, do, I'll show us exactly more in more detail, Mark. Because yeah, now, embarrassingly, Stuart's got to go and get another tool now. So. <laughs> <laughs> he would just say, yeah, "I'm so glad I don't have to run and get one." <laughs> Coming in. You're not just limited to cutting containment. You can cut all sorts with it. Fingers. Like what? Yeah, cut your fingers. Is, is, that, is, is that a good one, Mark? Sounds fun. Yeah. I've, I've have, you got, one. have you got a shit one that Neil can buy? <laughs> There's one that you still have to use Allen keys on. Um, I think yeah, it's made by that's Makita. It. That's right up Neil Street, then. <laughs> yeah. you got a wooden oh, blade. That was getting right on my nerves. That was, I tell you, that you was don't dope. have a battery. You just have to stand there and do it. There. It's called a hacksaw. <laughs> <laughs> I've done two armors today, both with a hacksaw. And I just don't understand why people still use these twiddly ass things. They look I've, like I've, I've never used one. What you're talking about the, the, the SWA cut that's got a little blade. Yeah, yeah the tighten up, finger around, tighten up. I used a, a, a hacksaw and I was like, I've, I've never used one, so I can't comment, but I know people that have that said well, they're pretty I was good. watching the other day. I was watching Artzan do do uh, install his zappy charger in his house and he's using one of them. And mm. I just would I just think you got to go round, then you got to tighten it up again, go round, then tighten it up again, and go. Just fucking use Axel. Yeah, I don't use a junior one either. It's a full size one. That's true. I've never used a junior one. No. Yeah, it, it would have it, full size one, like a like a real. You do mat. look a bit ridiculous when it's one five and you just go straight through it. You, know, <laughs> oh, you you remember things. I, I remember like really weird things. And I remember years ago, I was still an apprentice, and I was working for this, this mob in London that I'm apprenticeship with. I remember driving around at Christmas. I was driving around the governor, and I remember just seeing this geezer work. Oh, it's a kid, a youngster, working on street lighting, and I could, like he was having a battle with his SWA. It was brands uh, SWA <laughs> flying everywhere, and he was trying to get it. Was a disaster. And I just remember looking at him, going, "Oh my god, he's having a bad day." Well, I told you the story I didn't I, about the um, the guy that was working was working in the Devons, <laughs> and he was working in like this. You know, it's almost like a substation in a way, and it is working near the buzz bars. And it was cutting an SWA, and the wires were just getting longer and longer and longer. And then it went across two of the fucking buzz bars. Fucking, he's just standing there like, "What? What have you done?" 
Stuart, you're back. What you got now, my friend? Not a set of keys, please. <laughs> no, I've got a clown. Oh, cap. I know what this is. Oh, this oh, is embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Battery crimper. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Great bit of kit. That is a great bit yeah. of kit. So time saving. Um, gets and you the right crimp every time. <laughs> yeah. So what's one handed so operation as well? Talk us through it. I've never seen one. So, how does it work? What, what's, what goes on here? Okay. So, you've got your usual dies. Yeah. A couple in there. Put it, around your, uh, put it around your crimp. Yeah. Done. See, I, I've, I've used them, but I've never used like that, that specific one. Yeah, how much is that? How much is that? <laughs> uh, enough. <laughs> uh, it's a couple of grand, is it? No. Yeah, well, the, the scary side of a grand. Mm. And what's it, battery operated? Try, yeah. try li lithium battery in it? Yeah, a little li lithium, uh, was it 10 watt, uh, ten volt battery? Not a NICAD. Yeah. Is it worth it? No, no, it's definitely worth it, mate. You know, we did some, we do a lot of big generator stuff, bit of big yeah. panels. Sure. And when you're trying to get one of those <coughs> massive, great hand operated ones in there. I mean, realistically, what size crimp can you go to before you have to start looking at a battery-operated device? Because even sort of 25 mil, you're starting, this is starting to struggle, isn't it? And if you're sort of, sort yeah. of north of that, you, you're going to... If you're doing a lot of them, you're going to want something. doing more than 25 mil. Oh, yeah, and, that... Well, that, 100%, that's, that's going, like, that's going mental. Like job, but, yeah, but I'm saying, if you're, if, you're, if you're doing 25 mil all day long, every day, bam, bam, but you're probably going to get one of them even for that. When, 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 when you start well, you doing 25... Look. Yeah, yeah. I oh, mate, don't, don't uh, listen. We know you like listen, a, you, know, you, you make things difficult with your Makita fucking multi tool and look shit. Look at Claw over here. He, about he's gonna use his hand. Look at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good point, actually. Yeah. I beef a finger. Yeah. If only you had a fucking battery operated crimper, mate, that would never have happened. <laughs> <laughs> if only I didn't go walking into the sea at seven o'clock in the morning after an all night out and slip ass over face. And, yeah. You could you could literally just just every day wake up with regret with those stupid accidents. <laughs> uh, the owner of Cafe Mambo in Ibiza took me to hospital with his hammer, which was a bonus. It's worth nice. it just for that. Nice. <laughs> I thought I'd have a hammer. Sam, what you got? A uh, bit disappointing this week because I can't be. Really, well, I actually haven't got any tools with me. But this. <laughs> Too busy breaking his agency agreement. Is that a measure? Uh, a la laser measurer. Laser measurer. But it's you not Bosch. Because I've seen the Bosch one, and the Bosch one looks sexy, but it's about 100 quid. I bet Mark's got the Bosch one. I don't know, actually. XL van. Yeah. XL van. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it's 20 quid. We can't um, go on for that. As long as it's, it's black and yellow. So but ha have you, have you stood there? Like, have, have, you, have you got a tape yes. measure out? Of course I have. Yes, just well, to check its accuracy. Of course. And mm. it is accurate. Because I bet it's pretty basic science behind it, but yeah, that's decent. I like that. I use it all the time. One because I'm lazy, and two because I don't know. I just like them. I, I think like it's them. a great bit of kit. It's trying to do tape measure. It's folding. It's. Do you know what it's good yeah. for? You know, like if you're measuring. Measuring is what it's good for. <laughs> it's amazing for that. <laughs> yeah, really good. At <clears> it's that. crap at cutting Unistrap, but it's, it's great really, at measuring. It's really good for measuring and hammering wall plugs in. <laughs> Yes. Data <laughs> <laughs> doing data centers you're such an idiot right? <laughs> only data centers it only works in data centers it doesn't work in ours. no because you've got like long space you've got a load of load of containment to do and only in data centers it's easy mm. better than using a tape anyway boring. Oh, I mean, listen, plant. 
anything's better than using a tape. You know, when you've got a tape, tape's handy for little jobs. It's almost like using a chalk line instead of a laser now, isn't it? The technology's there where you probably don't need a tape measure. You can get one of them for 20 quid. Oh, oh, don't forget, we've got to announce the winner today at the laser level competition. Okay, that's cool. What, Neil, what you got? Right, well, I've got, I'm quite impressed this week. <clears throat> I've got a Schneider Electric IMT23002. Now, it's a little bit better than the 001, but it's basically a multimeter. You've, you've, but, it's a multimeter. We've already had the conversation about how we electricians don't use motometers anymore. So get out of here with No, it. this is really good because it's got two, it's got two probes, a red and a black Nonsense. one. Nonsense. And what's really good about this is that it's for made especially for people that have got free hands because obviously you've got the two probes, but then I don't know how to hold the meter. So is it's it, really good for that. I feel like that's not GS38 compliant as well, then probes, mate. You've got a no. bit of issue over there. Well, it does. It does all. It does all the top. It does voltage, DC and AC, and batteries. Actually, it does batteries. Yeah, which is useful. Saves you licking um, them. It does. <laughs> does it need it does, an Allen key to move the dial? No, it doesn't need an Allen key. It's quick. It's it's new. Uh, However, that even was quicker. Your, even that your was quicker than cutting plasterboard than his motor tool was. He just stood there and went. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's easier. It's got a light that don't work. But yeah, that's my tour today. I've really struggled today, but I thought... Yeah, you, you, you have really struggled, mate. I think it's, it's really starting to come to light how much insulation work you're actually doing nowadays. <laughs> no, it is, right. And the thing is, I'll tell you why I bought this, which is a great bit of kit. Schneider, if you want to sponsor, get in touch. Pleasure. But um, <clears throat> why I bought this is because I'm doing stuff around the house and I just ain't got the tools anymore. And it's like, it's, a, it's of, a DIY, you isn't it? You have a DIY. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. But the thing is, you sort of begrudge buying yourself really expensive stuff that you're just going to use once. It's like, I can't. Who, why don't you, you know get a pair mean? of LAP ones from Screwfix for like yes, seven pounds? Yes, that never yes, work. Doesn't yes. matter how many times you press a button on them to get them to go to AC, it still comes out with like 12,000 volts. And you're like, this, I swear to God, I smashed the last pair. Like, I'm still waiting for the week when I can finally use this. <laughs> you could have used it this week. That is better than what you had. <laughs> I remember when I was an apprentice, I went and got my first ever Volt stick, and I think it was Draper. You know, and obviously now, <laughs> now you qualify. Volt sticks are kind of looked down on anyway. We don't use them often. Why? Uh, depends which Volt stick you get. Well, I use I use them occasionally, but whatever the case. It's because <clears> you're basically a DIYer. I ain't got a multimeter in my bag, mate, so fuck you. And I ain't done it at Anne and Key to use my multi-tool <laughs> either. So anyway, I got this vault pen. I swear to God, you put it, it sounded like a lorry reversing. Beep, beep. Oh, that actually was a lorry reversing. That, that, that lasted, it was. It lasted about 10 seconds and then that, that, that got launched. It's like actually once when I started rugby, I put a scrum cap on. That literally lasted a game. I got someone chucked it in the shower, pissed on it and got chucked in the bin. <laughs> They're awesome, it. <laughs> Yeah, pretty we used, much. Speaking of rubber, you used to play a great game where you used to put, you put toilet roll <laughs> toilet to roll in between your bum cheeks, l let it go to the floor and set fire to the toilet roll and you had to run to the other side of the clubhouse and dip it in water before it burnt your bum. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they could just stop tensing and you'd save yourself a that, that, that was when I... That's, that, since then, I've never been allowed to coach the under-8s. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, super. It's me, isn't it? Right, hold on. Oh, yeah, go on. I've, oh. got, I've got sensible this week. 
Look what I got back. Oh, after, sunglasses case. Uh, after seven, seven months in isolation, seven months of furlough with the guy that fucking bothered it. <laughs> so oh, is that, that's the kit. That's the... Um, Obviously, we've, we've rebranded it. We've, we've made it, you know, it's pretty good. We've made it slightly better with a rebrand. Uh, the favourite Wi-Fi. Who's got one of these? I'm just, yeah. I guess most people have. No, I'll tell you what, I haven't, but I'm waiting for my first job of subsurface lighting and surveying um, ducts is going to be awesome with that. Awesome. Yeah, but RP rated, so you can go through ducks even if they're a little bit wet. So as you make sure you've got the O-ring on the little screw cap. Don't forget that, mate, because without that, you are not IP rated. Um, but yeah, I love that bit of kit. I think it's awesome. I think it was worthy of a another mention. Oh, a little round of applause. It's actually, I tell you what, when did this come out? 2017? Sure, 2018? As as I saw it, I was a fan of that. As soon as I saw it. It's brilliant. definitely it's definitely due for version two. It's definitely due for version two. Hmm. Have you got one, Mark? I haven't actually, no. Uh, <laughs> Have you not? Are you basically nah, an electrician? I just shove Matthew's arms up holes when I'm not sure what's there. Soon <laughs> find out. Well, when you take these apprentices on, mate, with, 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 with the little agreement, you can be like, what? First thing you're going to get is two of these, and I'm having one, so fuck it. Yeah, well, speaking of that, I've hopefully got, hopefully got a new one starting next week. Amazing. Oh, Amazing. <clears throat> yeah, I put the post up a while ago, didn't I, that we was looking. Um, practicing what I preach with apprentice one-to-one, so I'm uh, taking some into my business at the minute. We've got enough work there, so I'm going to give it a go and see if we can get a little bit bigger through the apprenticeship model, because I think that's the best way to to bring new blood into a company and um, do a little bit to help out right now. Certainly the cheapest way, isn't it? That as well. <laughs> you know, no, but realistically, people say, oh, apprentices are so, so how, do, how can I afford to do one? We talk about this all the time. Yeah, and drive me mad. The time you um, um, like employ an apprentice is so much cheaper than taking someone on and paying them one of the worst rates for an electrician. An apprentice is still going to work out cheaper. What's happened to my segment? I've had no, um, I've had no mockery this week. There's no one said anything bad about us this week. What do you mean? Well, we had a triggered section last week for uh, rude comments. I thought, it, I, I thought it was just a slag off Rick. That's as far as I got into it. No, we'd like you to slag you off. Turned off the up, did you? Are you on the YouTube yeah. channel, are you then? Yeah. Are you checking out the winner of the competition? Yeah, I am. I think yeah. there's been a bit of fiddling going on for the winner there of the competition. There definitely has. Again, it's not that fucking James Beck again, is it? No. no it's this a, is cl- closer to home, Rick. bastard. Closer to home. Where, listen, listen, if you're not going to talk top. English, then are, you're not allowed on Monday Club anymore. Uh, Closer to whom? Uh, I, must, I see where this is going now. Someone's, someone's, um, someone's. What's the polite way to put it? Rig um, system. Yeah, someone's. Listen, someone's. I think uh, the, the question is fuckery afoot. I really don't know what you're talking about, but <laughs> what you've got to ask yourself is: Were the rules broken? Um. I'm going to put in a caveat now that says, yes, I was. And no one said the rules, but we all knew them. Okay, the unspoken rules. Right? Although I feel like if was... anyone was going to win a laser that, that wasn't quite a DeWalt, he's probably going in that direction, isn't it? <laughs> thing is, it wasn't also... Matthew who took a vote, was he? No. So, this is... <laughs> so, the score that Matthew uh, got last week... Um... Hang on, hang on. Before you do that, what is the... Uh... Dance. What was a dance collective? Because Sam struggled with basic maths last week, didn't he? <laughs> Ew, basic maths. maths. Someone must have thrown a double. <laughs> <laughs> double 19. Bollocks. 
Double three. Who throws a three? Who throws a three? <laughs> you can imagine that would be exact his, his exact response. Like angry with the scorer. What are you going to that one for? 17? Well, no one even had 17. Who puts 13 on a board? <laughs> you know what makes me laugh? I'm making Every my own board. Mick I'm making me. my own dart board. Yeah, yeah. Every time Mick does me, he does this. It's going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing. What's the first thing you do? He's never done this in his life. The first thing he'd done this evening, welcome to EGTE Monday Club. Look at me. I'm sad. Ah, look at my hair. Oh, it's so wonderful. Oh, my God. Fix his arm. He's not. Yeah, the... <laughs> All right, listen, listen, let's get down to brass tacks here. Right. So we had, so this score was 62. I know um, Spencer and Stuart are so rich, they don't have to enter this competition. Yeah, I know. It's all them years of work, amazing singing songs. Um, so the score was 62. Um, and there were, there's been a fair few people put up their, put up their guess. Now, there's an exact guess here. 62 by Alex Bridgman. Oh! <laughs> well, hats off. We've got our winner there. Alex, two, get in touch two, with one of, anyone here from uh, EGTE and they'll send you out to you. Incorrect. One, one question. What does, what does Alex do for a living? Alex does um, YouTubing, school and rugby. <laughs> does he need the lazy level to do the white lines or something? What's going on, mate? <laughs> Well, well, no, I, didn't, I, didn't know, uh, I didn't know the job, the job of the people. I mean, what was the rules? Is this, is this new? Is this really a thing that you really want a laser? <laughs> Mate, I'm not being funny. All right, I might have sat on the box. But that's yes. a quality bit of kit, yeah? Kindly gifted to us by our friends at... Um, General. Electrical Times. Yep. Um, and I have a winner. And it's yes. the winner I said last week. Oh, it's Bridgman. Uh, Jack Morris, uh, he, 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 he's the closest with 60. Well done, Jack. Reach Jack, out, get in touch, and we'll um, swap some dates. Mate, I think what, also, why ain't Alex with like, when Alex's head to pop in? Oh, you cheeky fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking guessed that. Also, I'm gonna, well, I think we should say this. Has Beck been in touch yet? Nope. Beck, you've got till next week. Otherwise, next the next... Uh, the next person closest to you is going to get the, which may be Joe Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I reckon we go again. If, no, like, we go again. But my head's not changing size, Sam. I mean, <sighs> well, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Nonsense. So, Absolutely Joe's back. You've got until you hear this, which will be next Monday, um, to, to get in contact with one of us to get your prize. Right, Stuart, I've got a question for you, bro. Yes, mate. Did you have um, any sort of topic that you wanted to discuss on this week's episode? Uh, I think we touched up briefly earlier with Neil about um, Second Amendment, mainly part, uh, part eight. But, you know, I just want to gauge people's thoughts on what's coming in um, and see, you know, see where the, the industry's going. I think it's a fair Sam, subject. What's your thoughts? My thoughts on amendment. Sam, have you read it yet, Sam? Sam was so shocked by the question. Even, no one's ever asked him that he before. Did, he nearly <laughs> fell off his seat there. <laughs> you want no, I didn't. I think. <laughs> well, I didn't. Um, so I read page four, and under subsection three, 
I did think um, it's quite a, it's quite an involved subject. So you fucked, fucked it off. <laughs> You're right. You, you did remind me a lot of Nigel Farage then. <laughs> the, the way you dodged that. I've got, got that nonsense talking on lock. I feel like we've really got... To, if there's any more serious conversations we've got to have them now because the story I'm going to tell is got tell to be told story. right no, at the end. Go, because no, it, for, no, let's go through some number two things. I think it's been... What do people think of it? I mean, Well, it's pointless you talking, mate. Your mic's gone dead again. Don't <laughs> even wind me up. I'm that was an hour and five minutes in, and Neil's mic's gone to crap. Has he gone quiet again? <laughs> yeah, it's gone. It's, quite a, it's not so bad now, to be fair. Oh, but yeah, can I just yeah. can I just say that's a five hundred quid setup? I think I found what the problem is. I think it's the lead. He's, he's got, got the most got, expensive setup out. Look at his face. Look, you ain't got it trapped in your desk again, have you? Can you hear me or not? No, it's quiet. getting quieter. You're quiet. I think it's the lead's the problem. I've got a lead. I can send you a lead. Still shouldn't happen, should it? No, we shouldn't. We agree. It's embarrassing, mate. You're letting down the show. Massively. Every week. Every, Every week. week. In fact, there was actually a comment earlier saying yeah. it would have been Monday Club if Neil's microphone didn't break down at least once. That was a comment. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's it's your competition. Guess the time at which Neil's microphone will break down during the show. <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, it's my trigger point now, it's, it's if it goes. Yeah, your mic's gone, mate. So, Amendment <laughs> 2 is out. Amendment 2 out. You're going to have to take yourself off to another podcast, as you do, mate, to talk about that, I'm afraid. Has it really gone? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not gone, gone, but you've gone quiet. You're half volume. Oh, Utter nonsense every week. Um, yes, Stuart, let Neil... I don't think we should talk. I think we should all sit in silence to really make it sound bad for him. I'm here now. Don't you worry about it. I'm here. No, we'll wait. It's not loud. It's not loud. Look at the face. We'll wait, Neil. It's all right. It's not important. He looks like an angry Sasquatch. What makes it worse is Neil Edison, didn't he? So, you know, if we just sit here silent, unlucky. (laughs) Can you hear me now? Yes, but even even like that, it's pretty quiet. Are you serious? Yeah, that's not loud. It's so you, loud. You, you was expecting it to be, weren't you? You was expecting that to be like boom. Mm. And it just um, listen, stop talking nonsense for a second, Stuart. Coming from no. Sam. Coming from Sam. That so, is... what do you want? To, what part of this uh, amendment two would you like to explore? I don't know, mate. There's, there's so much <laughs> of it that's come out. You know, when, when you look at what came out in Amendment One. And now compared it to yeah, you stuff that's coming out. You don't need to use an Earthward anymore. You don't need to yeah. use an Earthward. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> and then this, and then it was. These are all the mistakes we made. We've corrected yeah. them now, but we ain't really because there'll be some more mistakes corrected in moment two. In moment two, it's like here's the nineteenth edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much Am how I it's gone, isn't it? Here, who's not read it? I've not read it. Mm. So how uh, do you know because I'm not an idiot. No, you know it. what? Because we have these conversations, I have conversations at work, I have conversations here. None of it's none of it's set in stone yet. I've heard obviously ZS values might be going getting stricter again, uh, which blows that QTech loop check out the window, doesn't it? Because that's that's set for one point eight on a ring main. So if that changes, they're gonna have to redesign that. Hmm. Almost like it's done on purpose. Yeah, funny that isn't it. That almost got why would, why the would they well. why would they punch about the ZS rating? Because like, that, that loop check, that loop... Oh, sorry. Why would they change it? Yeah, they changed yeah. it in the 18th, didn't they? And the 17th, I think. Mm. Or one Two. of the amendments of the 17th. Why? Yeah. They're right. make it, why? They're always fiddling with. Spencer, they make it, why? They, they make it stricter, didn't they? Why? I don't, mate, well, I don't know. Speak to Spencer. 
<laughs> He's trying to ask Spencer, you keep your bite in. Honestly, the, the section that that's dealt with is in one of the committees I sit on. I mean, the last major thing I remember changing on there was when they did the uh, the 80% values, they added the C, the C minimum factor. That was mm-hmm. that was the last thing. And obviously, that's due to voltage variations, those sorts of things. But other than that, um, I'm struggling to remember a time when, you know, there's been any real major changes other than obviously with harmonization, the change in, in voltages. It, it, it's, um, it's fair to say though, if this does go through unamended uh, or even minor, minor amendments, this is probably the biggest change I can recall in my career to regulations. And I think well, just well, with what's terms- coming up? Well, hold up, your mic has gone from nothing to like blowing my eardrums out. <laughs> I reckon it's your headphones. No, it's not. It's definitely not. <laughs> I've changed the channel. But anyway, listen, let's, go, let's not go. So what's everyone think about, especially in regards to AFDDs and uh, Section 8 aside for a second, just in, to drop that AFDDs is a huge, huge thing. And if it goes through... Yeah, we spoke about that last week with Nick, didn't we? That the cost implication is massive. Mm. Uh, I, I, I certainly heard. for domestic customers. I heard something the other day. Someone came to me with this, and I, I'll be honest, I didn't know the answer, but it sounded ridiculous. And he said, AFDDs only work on ring mains. No, the opposite. And, and anyone heard this? What do you mean, I the think opposite? The issue with them is the don't work current well leakage, isn't it? It's yeah. nine, mil, nine milliamps or something you've got to try and stick as a max leakage on them. I'm sure there's something like that that I've read. Three amps yeah. is, a, is a current, isn't it? It's three amp current, roughly, or 2.5 amp current before they'll. Um, before they'll uh, trip in the in the event of an arc, but um, <clears throat> that's why I think lighting circuits have been um, told as not requiring them, um, or it's been. Whenever we talk about this, just for those watching, listening, just assume that we're talking about the amendment two goes through. We know it's not been voted on or whatever, um, but yeah. So that that was that's why I think lighting circuits have been left on it because generally with the LEDs nowadays, there's such a low current that they wouldn't even work under. Um, on an AFDD anyway. Different manufacturers have different minimum currents before they'll work. Some will be 2.5, some will be 3, some will be 3.2 or whatever. Um, when I've done my board recently, as some of you will know, I put AFDDs in and uh, I actually had four lighting circuits in my house. It is ridiculous. Four lighting circuits. So I'll just chuck three circuits off one AFDD um, to try and get the current high enough what to will, be... Um, what what's your concern, said? Sam? I don't have one, but I know someone will moan about it. Yes, I will. Someone <laughs> will. Like, there'll be some virtuous person out there can f- f- bunching them into one breaker. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's a know, weird I... one, isn't it? Because when, when you think about it, people will go, you can't stick more than one circuit on a breaker, but it's free lighting radials. So what when that so breaker's don't, seven don't quid? Don't say where you split them from. Rick, so what <laughs> when the breaker's seven quid, when the AFDD is 130, you're thinking about <laughs> yeah, bunching them up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. <laughs> Neil, that's, that's a good point as well, because I think um, everybody's talking about the cost at the moment, but the potential is with Amendment 2, it's not looking at coming in for another two and a half years. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're looking at introducing it in a year and a half and making it mandatory in a year, two and a half years. So I, I'd like to think in that time it would have come down from 130 quid to, you know, who, who knows what. But I, I think it's fair to say if it doesn't, it would never pass. It would never go through if they're still too expensive because ultimately, the, the, you know, the tier one companies just 
couldn't afford it to. <laughs> and yeah. there is that there is the aspect to, to the regulations that there is a lot of people from big tier one companies involved in it, and if it don't suit them, then it won't go through. Well, put it this way: if if the likes of Hager, um, I don't know the, the I don't know the manufacturing quality of it, but if the likes of Hager, Eaton, and the like don't come up with single module AFDDs, RCD, and MCB all in one device, one single pole device, excuse me, then uh, Crabtree are going to walk away with the market because there's going to be no one, no one's going to install in the domestic set anything other than a single module. Why Alex do it as well? Uh, sorry, that's what, I, that's what I meant. I do apologise. Yeah, why Alex do? I don't know about it, but why Alex do the single module? The only trouble with that, as I've said before, is when everything's okay. It's the same owner, isn't it? It's same, the, the, the same oh, quite trim. possibly, yeah. quite possibly. Yeah. But when, when everything, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> finished. It's the finished again. I don't know if it works so loud. You can't even know when I was talking. <laughs> so yeah. So what else do you think about it, Rick? <laughs> I think the big problem with them is when everything's okay with it and it's working normally, it's a red light. And that is massively <clears throat> confusing to the consumer. It's like, looks in it, the amount of calls we get. And funny enough, the only time we see AFDDs is on our kitchen ring mate. That's the only place I've ever seen them installed on, on a casual contract. But I've always said it should be, be installed. installed. to be fair. Which I think on shower circuits is the main pull cords are always burning out. So it makes absolute sense to have an AFDD on a shower circuit. But they're always on ring mains. Obviously, you get an RCD trip, you go to it, and it's red. You reset it, it's red, and they go, yeah, but it's something wrong with it. Why is it red? And no, that's that's completely normal. But I don't know. what There must be a reason they've decided to use a red light for normal instead of green. There must really, be. It's a for on, isn't it? Red light for on. Perhaps, the, um, yeah. The fact that Wilex do a single pole one. I'm too far away, aren't I? The, the fact that Wilex do a single one, does that why would the other manufacturers bring out not single ones? Is that is that why looks one a bit rubbish or what? What one module is uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just before people go, we're not talking about single pole and double pole because you know so yeah, what well, one I should, module I should devices. state as well that if you want the equivalent Hager and the equivalent Eager, that's three modules. Mm. Three modules as opposed to one. And so no, that's crazy. Five, You've got to find three times the space in your consumer unit to uh, to fit these. So you're really talking two consumer units stacked stacked consumer units in a, a normal domestic house. I, I just don't see. Which is great for Hagar because they do a lovely range in them. But <laughs> but, but if you're if you'd work on council, Rick, how many your, your councils are going to go for the most economical choice if they're made to the standard? Um, well, this is this is the conversation you're having now because obviously if AFDD is coming, even if it's two and a half years away. You know, I'm always speaking to the QS and we're always talking about these sort of things that you've got to start bringing it in there. And at the moment, there's only my, the council I work for don't stick AFDDs in anywhere. Um, the one closest to us do, but only on kitchen ring mains, which is a bit, like I say, the faults you get on kitchen ring mains, it seems a bit silly. The only place I'd really realistically say we should be installing them everywhere is shower circuits. Is the, is the kitchen ring main off the back of uh, the reports of Grenfell and the white goods, that sort of thing, Rick? Or do you not know that much about it? I don't, but we're talking in houses. We're not talking in blocks of flats and stuff. Mm. You know, we're talking in... And it's not everywhere. It's in, you know, some... Well, obviously, the subcontractor's gone in and they've got their new spec sheet and for whatever reason, they've said ring main, 32 amp. Uh, but like I said, realistically, from being out in the field <coughs> or from anyone that's done this, shower, pool cords are the things that always go, always... Always going, uh, burning out. 
and that is exactly where an AFDD would be amazing. I've been to houses where like the neutrals burnt out about 250 mil back. They say, oh yeah, we just kept switching it back on. But did it not smell burning? Yeah, but we turned it back on, it stayed on, so we just carried on using it. And it's, well, that's crazy. You know what I mean? An AFDD isn't quite that easy to, you don't just switch it back on and walk away, dude. There's a process to it. Which the sort of person that keeps switching back on, even you smell burning, probably wouldn't be able to work out to get it re-energised, you know? You make um, a real good point, Rick. And ironically, the regs, the, the draft version might exclude showers because it's for 32 amps and under. So, you uh, know, you might, yeah, you might find that your scenario is actually going to be one of the things that can be risk assessed away then, from having AFDD. Yeah, perhaps manufacturers will start doing it. Like at the moment, we have to install some manufacturer's guidance from Myra, otherwise they won't honour their warranty. So, so you have to, has to be on a 40 amp mm. breaker, has to be on a 10 mil cable, so has that's to have a really... full bar water <clears throat> isolator valve. That's really interesting. So under current, um, if it goes along the way we think it's looking like it will go, um, one of the highest risks of burnout in the in, in your experience, Rick, mm. is probably not going to be covered under AFDDs. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a burnout apart from, well, obviously you do sometimes get a, a loose connection in the socket, of course you do, but the main <clears> things <throat> are obviously showers and people overloading socket fronts, washing machines burning out you know as they do that was my understanding that was my understanding that they're they're really for dodgy appliances and stuff like that can can be really useful for dodgy appliances um that was the whole thing with grenfell nick was talking about it last week about that is what caused the, the the fire um so maybe maybe so what would they do would they in Amendment 2, will they just put, like, right, for kitchen and stuff like that, you've got to have it, or will they just blanket the board? Every every circuit's got to have it. But you guys were talking about the lighting circuit doesn't really require them, and it probably, at won't, at probably at won't trigger on a lighting circuit. Yeah, at the moment, as I've read it, it's any circuit 32 amp and under. Uh, with the um, exception of the uh, lighting circuits, specialist equipment, and circuits that feed life safety systems, such as emergency lighting or fire alarms. Is that because of nuisance tripping? I imagine so, yes. It's the whole cost versus safety argument, isn't it? And AFDDs, <clears> if they're going to reduce fires and protect lives, then you know they're going to have to start getting installed. Nuisance tripping. It's nothing called nuisance tripping. It's a device doing exactly what it was designed to do. So why, why, not, why not stick it on fire <laughs> systems then? Why is, it, why is it being emitted from that? Well, no, it might be emitted, but I don't believe in the term nuisance tripping. Fair comment. I think it's a it's an absolute misnomer. It, it, it's the device doing exactly what it's designed to do. If there's a fault, it's doing something to to operate. But, but it's still a nuisance, though, Spence. Depends <laughs> <laughs> who you are, really. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the device is doing doing its job. Yeah. So, so, yeah. It's annoyingly, I fucking try hard to, to battle against that. I can't really find a reason to do it. But well, let's be fair. Yeah. The word nuisance stripping did come from obviously filament light bulb blowing and it trips it out which you're right it's doing it's doing the job correctly but when a light bulb blows obviously it was a nuisance wasn't it, it was but yeah you're quite right the device is doing exactly what is what is um trying to do, which brings us on to why is it being emitted then so if we're saying nuisance tripping you know it's there must be a reason it must it must trip it must cause it to trip under a condition that it's not meant to if that makes sense if i would hazard a guess that, that they're looking at the risk of 
the risk is probably greater if that safety system stops unnecessarily than if that fault uh, that protection by AFDD is not there. The risk is. Does that? Uh, I'm trying. I'm, I'm struggling to put that into words. But well, yeah, because the sensible part is saying almost like you know, yeah, it could be arcing, but that's less of a risk than the the equipment going yes, off. Yes, exactly. Yes, uh, which is obviously <clears throat> horrifying to hear. Actually, <laughs> knowing what arcing could eventually end up being, um, and you know, I guess if you're in a situation like a hospital, for instance, and regular checks should be happening anyway. Um, you're going to pick be it up before it becomes an, an issue for an AFDD to potentially pick up anyway, you could argue. I always use it. Um, so I still design I, I, with RCDs as an additional protection now. There's so many put it as standard. Whereas I, if RCD protection is not required, then I don't install RCD protection. And you do get a certain, certain um, <clears throat> generation of electricians that just talk, just RCD it, RCD it. And if it's not required, I won't install an RCD. I'll try and avoid an RCD unless it's required. It's, it saves you doing a lot of jobs, though, doesn't it, installing an RCD? Isn't there a that goes with it? <clears throat> if in doubt, RCD it out or something. Yeah, I think you might be right. I think I've heard something like that, yeah. It's nonsense, you have now. But... Mm. Yeah, it's, AFDDs it's right, are coming, aren't they? The AFDDs are definitely <clears throat> coming, whether, whether we like it or not. And the, the cost versus safety argument only lasts for so long because Stuart makes a good point. Eventually, that price point's going to come down. And Sam said it's to cover issues with electrical equipment and fires. I think at the minute, we do have the argument that consideration needs to be given about the cost because people aren't even going to have RCDs installed. Uh, if it says, if it says, if that meant, if the, someone say the wording again for the, the, um, for that amendment, someone say the wording again. What are you talking about? What wording? It's, it's something for, like for, for AFDD, AFDD shall be installed. Shall be installed. And what, what are the exclusions in that? So Lighting. AFDD shall be, uh, shall be installed in single phase domestic dwellings with the exception of certain, uh, certain equipment, such as motors. It does list them. It's quite unusual. I don't think you'd, have that, you'd use that ex exception many times. Lighting and... Uh, life safety systems such as so, emergency liners, smoke alarms, fire alarms. So actually, the only way, the only circuits you're going to be using AFDDs on <coughs> is ring mains, ring mains and radials. radials. Yeah, not even on the lighting because it says you don't have to. Mm. So sure it, is the cost that big now? So how many oh. how many ring mains are going to have in the house? One the, up the, the, the price the price of one AFDD. Is, is probably double the price most council contractors would pay for a whole board. Yes, definitely. But if we're, if we're talking about just, it's not, that big a, it's not that big a deal. And certainly in two and a half years, if you're only putting in, say, three, four AFDDs, it's not, it's not like you've got to populate the whole board with AFDDs. No, There's but what, re what's reworking the of the circuits about, as well. It's, it's about £600 now, though, isn't it, for four AFDDs? Without yeah. the board? yeah. Mm. So yeah. that's uh, you know you know you get a, a dual RCD board for sixty quid. Well, you can't. They won't work off dual RCD boards for a start. No, but that's that's yeah. what people are installing now. So we say, right, we've got to use AFDDs now. Just for four AFDDs is six hundred pound. Mm. You'd like, and then you've got the other board to house them in. Yeah. Then you've got to find so, the the space in that. Sorry, Mark, go on, mate. 
I was going to say there's adjustment to the wiring as well because there is a limit on the amount of connected equipment you can have onto an AFDD. I'm sure I've read that it's nine milliamps of current leakage across them. So if you've got a large ring main with a lot of stuff plugged into it, it probably ain't going to work anyway. You know, there's there's other considerations than the actual cost of the device itself. Are we too know. soon with this amendment? Well, no, it's on, like like, we... like, Stuart, like Stuart said, this is still like two and a half, maybe three and a half years away before it's going to be if it's going to be even brought in. And hopefully the technology might move along with the AFDDs and certainly the price point should shift. Yeah, that's, that's oh, so... the most important part, isn't it, at the moment, is the price. The price mm -hmm. needs to come down for them to be viable. <clears throat> On domestic setting, yeah. But Mark, so are you saying that some AFDDs will, have, will, be, um, will suffer as a result of um, leakage and will affect their reliability to work? I believe so. I'm sure I have read some Ooh. technical documents on that's, that. I'd have to double check. That's, that's what I, I sort of understood as well, Mark. Mm. And I, I, I was under the impression as well that the RCD versions can get blinded as well, like they can with uh, normal yes. RCBOs. Is that in the beam? Yeah, I, I, sorry? Say again? The beam guidance that they put up. It could uh, be. I'm not sure. I'd have yeah. to cross-check. Cross but I'm sure I've read that you're allowed a maximum of 9 milliamps of leakage across an AFDD for it to be reliable. Please electrical equipment leaks naturally anyway, so you're gonna, you're gonna get that quite easily. Certainly, please tell me that Neil's in. installed these these AFDDs in his house with all the DCs got going on. Please tell me they're useless. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> I reckon must be. Listen, I, I, I'm a bit of a skeptic about this ACA type A thing because I had um, type I can't remember which is the ones you're not supposed to have. Type AC is what currently is for general use. Is that correct? Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. So yeah. I've got two, I had two type AC RCDs, dual split load board um, in, in, installed with the house. And um, I've got DC everywhere and they work fine. But it, Neil, are they, uh, are they Wilex ones by any chance? <clears throat> BG. Okay. Because I know Wilex had a problem for a while that their, their RCDs were only marked up as type AC, but they were type A. Mm. So we bought a batch of Type A direct from Wilex, and they all came marked up Type AC, and we queried on them, and they went, "Oh yeah, we marked them up wrong." Oh, okay, that's, <laughs> that's a quick guy, isn't it? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, I've pressed the test button, um, and they've always worked. And I just think, and, they're, and they're, that was a split load ball, so I had half the house on it, and they've always worked. And um, I wonder how much DC you've got to have before you really fall foul of an AC. Um, RC. I know there's some test rigs being put out, but I'm not quite sure how that. Well, that's, the, that's the test button on the device, which is basically. But that's what gets saturated, isn't it? That's the videos I've seen that the test button won't work. Yeah. Can I've you use a, a conventional tester to test AFDDs? You can't test mm. them. No, you can't test them. No, at the moment. Well, not unless you, you want to fork out for like a 20 odd grand piece of kit. Mm. But also, um, MCBs are not testable, so that that argument doesn't swing with me. Yeah, SPDs are the same, and they can't test yeah. them. Just a little window, you change them at. <clears throat> so there's got to be a, there's got to be a relatively uh, a bit of trust from the installer to the manufacturer to say you built this, and it works, and it should work, and it's gone under the rigorous tests because we don't we don't test MCBs to make sure they trip at six amp if it's a six amp MCB, do we? We take it for its word. Hmm. All right, mate. Well, that's an argument that's gone round in circles for years, even with RCDs. Mm. Yeah. RCDs. Um, well, like we can't turn that to yeah. I feel like we've uh, 
We've done, gone for quite a bit now, but I feel like I'd like to carry this on another day, especially with the Section 8, because I think it's really interesting. Um, I'll sit that one out. Yeah, definitely. There's the many, you can sit down as many as you want, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. Hang on. How, how, how long is your story, Rick? I'll give you a really quick version now, but I'm very tired. It doesn't seem as funny in my head as anymore. <laughs> oh, maybe, well, we'll, we'll maybe. do the story and then we'll call it a night. I'll tell you what, if, if what we do, we'd be really clever. We say bye now. So if the story is really too much, we can edit it out. <laughs> That's a good idea. No so, editing on Monday, Club. Right. So on Friday, as we know, the audience knows, as I told the story where everyone's doing the toolbox dash. I got suspended for a day from work for paperwork reasons. And um, yeah. they thought it'd be very, very funny to say, Rick's been suspended from work. He got caught being a paedophile. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I got a phone call Saturday, and it was it was oh, just I'm not laughing. Do you know what? It was just amongst the electricians, and I said it to a couple of people. So the QS no. run me Saturday, and he went. They they took me me van off me on Friday, and they took me work phone off me. Because this was part of it was like giving your gun and your badge in if you were a police officer, you know. So you're suspended. You can't take your van home. We need that and whatever. So he ran me Saturday, and he went. When you get your phone back, give this fellow a call. This is what he said. So anyway, so I went to the yard this morning. And I had to be my birth certificate and I had to, got my keys back and everything. I was sitting in the van and I see the geezer that said it. And I thought, bollocks, I can't ring him now. He's seen me sitting in the van. So I sent a WhatsApp to the group and I just said, listen, I've been, I've been just being told I could go back to work. Then the fucking top blokes called me in. So there's been allegations made against me. I need to have another fucking DBS check down. Like, what's, what's fucking someone said? So, so this went, so the, the QS put back like I don't know what that, that was going on mate oh well, it's a fucking joke mate do you know what I mean I've been suspended without fucking pay so anyway so nothing the, the whatsapp went completely dead and the QS wound me up about 10 o'clock he's like fucking hell mate you've got to stop you've got to stop the joke mate they're fucking all calling me up they're all flapping like well, what I said was it oh no so yeah that was it so so you turned the mirror on the on the pranksters yeah it was it was a lot funny <laughs> I was going to tell the story a lot better but I'm a bit tired now but yeah I think that was probably oh. one of the best ones because to say obviously this happened to me I don't know if I've told this story but my wife watches these things on Facebook the, you know the paedophile hunters yeah. Oh, yeah. And there was one right near my house. And she was like, look at this. And the geezer was someone I fucking worked with. Chippy. And he was, he was chatting to 13-year-old girls. I wrote it down as a plumber. <laughs> shop fitter, actually. Put it down for that. I put it down for a shop fitter. But yeah, it was, the geezer was my age. You know, I had a bird being with bird 10 years. Didn't have kids, lucky probably. But you were not, not the sort of geezer you'd go like, it's, it's definitely... In fact, we used to work with a geezer we called a paedophile every single day. Sid, his name was... <laughs> Right, this is this is now becoming a private chat, and uh, so if, if, if listeners and uh, uh, viewers, I do apologise for Rick going off on a tangent. Here. Do we have anything go. else? There you go. I'm good. I'm go on, Spence. One more thing. Go on, mate. The whole reason why I, uh, I sort of uh, gate crashed, to be honest. So no gate crash. You can't gate crash Monday Club. You're always welcome. <laughs> so the um, everyone's seen a Life Amendment too. Uh, and this sort of thing come out for public comment. Um, probably the next one that's come out now, which I probably think is just as important for people to have a look at, is the BSI Flex 8670. And it's all about competence in the industry. 
And you, you all know what happened with Glenfell and everything. Yeah. So eight seven nine zero. Yeah. Eight six seven zero. This should have been said at the beginning. <laughs> Not yeah, after my story. <laughs> right. So it's all about competency and, and it's about overarching framework for the competence of individuals as a specification. Yeah. So there's quite a lot going in there. Uh, and I'd, I'd really advise everyone to look through, particularly electrical guys looking at the electrical section um, and, and going through. I mean, it would be good to have a chat about some of the bits in there. But one of the things I really saw in there that really sort of uh, bit me a little um, is in terms of, so we've got gas safe registered and gas safe and these sorts of things. It's not really mentioned very much in here in terms of being registered with these systems. However, there is some very specific wording about all electricians needing to be part of a competent person scheme or an, an enterprise, as they call it in here. So I really recommend people have a good look, good read, and put some comments in against this um, because it could have very far-reaching effects on the pockets of a lot of guys out there working wow. out. Where will we find this document? Yeah, it's on, it's on the BSI website, the same place you go to for the draft of comment for Amendment 2. It's just you're looking for BSI Flex 86770. Really, have a good look at it. I'll tell you what, I think we should um, have, a, have a... Do you know Do you know when that ends for public comment? Um, it looks like the 20th of October. It says, yeah, this draft must be not regarded or, or used as a published standard. This draft is not current beyond 20th of October 2020. So I'd assume that's when they're closing it. I'll tell you what, I'll um I'll make some time this week and maybe maybe we can get a bit more of a discussion going on this next week. Yeah, I'm in. Once we've got a this bit more information. Subject. And I'll tell you what, if it's as powerful as what Spencer alluded to, we could really push this out there and get people commenting in because uh competence is the buzzword and um while we're all the the pessimist in me might think that they've pushed this one out at the same time as Amendment 2 just to keep eyes off it. No, no, it's just the way it, it's just the way it laid. It's just the way it came out. Um, the, these things go up. Um, I mean, this all comes off the back of uh, the various working groups and keeping pace with change working groups and things that be going with MHCLG. Um, for Sam, that's um, part of a government little uh, with the people <laughs> that we talk about. Um, I think it's too but... tired. It didn't even clock onto that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, Fat Boy Bike Club. Just so as you know, uh, I've done uh, twenty-five miles last week. Just so as you know, Fat Boy. This could be like Fat uh, Fat Dad gets fit again. That just ends no, up being no. nothing. No, it's just fight, Fat Boy Bike Club. Anyone? He's can... moved out, isn't he? That McDonald's is a bit of a ride now. <laughs> <laughs> Just to his miles away. He went there five times. That's why it's fucking 25 miles. <laughs> I'm not even getting into this. Right, everyone. On that note, should we all say goodbye? Goodbye. Yep. Check it out later. Bye, Bye boys. Bye. Electrician's Monday Club brought to you by myenergy.com.